0: You're listening to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions, and I'm your host, Michelle dawes Fasten your seatbelts as it's sure to be an informative discussion and conversation. Keep in mind that we are not perfect, but we're empowered. Enjoy. Good afternoon and welcome to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions. I'm your host for today, Michelle dawes And as always, I'm extremely excited to be here today. With the current climate of everything that's going on with COVID-19, the coronavirus, yes, I am very happy to be here today. It's just a very different, difficult climate, things that are going on. Um, I thank you guys, uh, for you that are watching. I'm glad that you guys are healthy, that you guys are staying in place, staying at home, and being safe as we deal through this. But today is no different, right? We still wanted to be able to give you an opportunity to join us today. Um, It is the first of the month, first Sunday of the month. I'm always here every first and third Sunday, so that has not changed. And I'm just honored that I was able to have my guests join me today remotely because we're all staying in place today. Um, My topic for today is how to handle your merchandise, and I have some women that are really pretty good in doing that, and before I introduce them, I just want to give our new listeners a little background about what Real Chicks is all about. We're all about creatively collaborating, connecting, and raising awareness about issues regarding women. And we do it through so many different platforms. We do it through our community service, we do it through mentoring, we do it through our, our products and our t-shirt line, and we do it through this platform. This platform has been very near and dear to my heart. We are about to do our fourth season. This is our fourth season starting uh, on in a couple of weeks. And so we've been able to use this platform to talk about issues that impact us. And so today is no different. So again, the topic is how to handle your merchandise, especially with everything that's going on in the current environment. And I have two beautiful women with me today. I have Tasha LeRae and I have the t-shirt lady. Hi, ladies. How are you? How are you? Thanks for joining me. Thanks for joining me. Ladies, I'm going to start it off. Um, Tasha, give me a little bit of background about yourself. Well, I am a country little girl, from,
1: <laughs> um, originally from Omaha, Nebraska, um, but I've been a Georgia native for the past 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I am creative in all sense of the word, the word creativity. Um, I sing, songwriting, designing, you know, whether it's jewelry or t-shirts or, you know, teachings, I love doing this. I love teaching some of the things that I, I know as well. Um, but I just, I have a heart and passion for creativity and making something out of nothing and have it impact people's lives
0: in a positive way. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, Tasha. The t-shirt lady. Hey,
2: hey, how are
0: you? <laughs> tell us a little bit about
2: yourself. Well, a little bit about myself. Um, I'm originally from New York City. I moved <clears throat> here to Atlanta and <laughs> in 01. I don't like to give myself too many labels. I just call myself a creative entrepreneur.
0: Awesome. 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 And you have a standing business, right? Tell us where your shop is. Where's your store located for those that don't know?
2: Um, my store is actually located in East Atlanta, um, 490 Flat Shows Avenue um, in East Atlanta Village.
0: Okay. And then what kind of merchandise do you do T-Shaped Ladies? Not just t-shirts. It's a little bit of everything, isn't it?
2: A little bit of everything. I don't really have a particular niche in particular, but I, of course, do t-shirts, my main thing. But um, we also also specialize in promotional items. I mean, from banners to keychains to buttons to lapel pins to business cards. I mean, anything you can name to promote actually your business. So I mean, I cater to individuals, but I cater mostly to business owners.
0: Okay, fantastic. A little bit of reason. Tell us why. How did you get into this? Because you've been doing this for quite some time, and a lot of us are still kind of new or not as seasoned as yourself. So tell us, how did you get into the business?
2: Whew, long story. Um, I'm gonna make it brief though. Uh, initially, I was selling clothing. Okay. And um, I just noticed the trends of what was selling, what was not selling. I noticed tops were selling more than bottoms. Mm-hmm. So um, I realized that, hey, I'm, I'm missing out on something. And then on top of that, I had people that would come into my shop. Um, granted, this is um, in 03 when I first started mm-hmm. my business. Mm-hmm. And I'll notice people would come in, they want something to match with something and I couldn't do it and I was saying no too much. So I pretty much got online, um, I think probably like in 04, and just said, hey, how, how do you make t-shirts? And that's how I started. Mm. Just, I just switched my business from, you know, having things on the shelf or having things on the rack to actually making them. Wow.
0: Right. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. And so you've been doing
2: this now for almost, what, almost 16, 17, 18 years oh, this, now? Actually, April. This is April. This makes um, 17 years. That's, that's right. So cool. April's a hot <laughs> month, man. <kid>. April's <laughs> a, a hot day. month.
0: So Tasha, for you, being an artist and a musician and just being so creative, how did you get into merchandising and why did you think it was important for you to do so?
1: Um, Well, I started when I started traveling and touring a lot. Um, I would meet so many people around the world and you're on stage, you're in front of a lot of people. And when I would get off stage, people were like, oh my God, I love your earrings. I want them. Where can I get them? Or I love your shirt. I love your whatever. And so to, to, you know, kind of maximize your reach as an artist um, to be able to create something that they can include in their everyday life makes the interaction between artists and fan like that much more special. So I started with making earrings and then um, went to school uh, for fashion merchandising about three years later, because I wanted to learn the whole fashion industry. Like I just got, um, Sorry about that. Um, I just got really, you know, into the fashion industry itself. And I wanted to know everything about it. And so I went to school for fashion merchandising. And about six months after I graduated, I started the Racism Sucks fashion movement. And that started out with just T-shirts. And I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just like, okay, had a design, went to someone to press some shirts and then just got into this whole world of designing T-shirts and learning
0: e-commerce all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So Tasha, how has that been for you? How has the response been for you, especially since you started? And don't just gloss over it, your brand, Racism Sucks. How is it? How has the response been for you since you created that?
1: So once, I, the, the message itself was something that I personally wanted to wear on the shirt. Mm-hmm. And it was to express my frustration and not even to be able to fully express what I was feeling, um, about the whole issue that we have with racism within America, really within the world, but mm. concentrated in, um, in America. So, um, once I put that on the shirt and I started wearing it, the overwhelming response that I got from others, um, it gave me some hope. Um, and depending on who it was that, that responded to the shirt at times, it allowed for some healing to take place. Because um, with the issues, sorry, with the issues of of racism, like there are sometimes there's there are underlying issues that we don't even know that are there. Um, we have some underlying biases and some just thought processes that are there. We do not even realize it until someone does something or makes a gesture or says something that totally, you know, contradicts the, some of the things that you thought. So um, with the response being so overwhelming, you know, I started with just. When I was somewhere, I had the shirts with me and people would buy them like I would sell out. Mm. And then I started selling them online and still navigating that space. But um, you know, I was managing the inventory at my house. I would buy in bulk. And then I was in control of how fast I could ship these out to customers, what their packages actually looked like. Um, I could do my own quality control to make sure that everything looked good and there weren't, you know, any hanging strings or holes or anything like that. And I loved being that hands on, but it did have its own limitations. Mm -hmm. And when I switched from doing the inventory, having it up front versus adding drop shipping to my business model, it allowed for me to reach more people faster. And then I was also able to expand the product line. Yeah. So um, it's still a great learning curve. And with the, because of the sensitivity of the movement, it's almost as if when there's a wave of something that happens that brings attention to the issue of racism, then the website gets flooded with stuff. But once it seems to kind of subside a little bit and everything's cool, then there's really no traffic to it. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as something else happens, it goes back when, again. So it goes in waves. Um, And I think the biggest thing for me is throughout that whole thing, when customers come back to me and say, I wore your shirt and this older gentleman came up to me and said this, or I ended up having a conversation with somebody I probably never would have said anything to before. Um, Those things gave me hope. And it also helped me to know that I was doing my part to help keep that conversation at the forefront. So it stopped getting put under the rug so we can really deal with some of the issues that we have and really make some
0: real progress towards change. Awesome, amazing. I wanted to ask you for those that are listening, what does drop shipment mean for, for mm-hmm. by, by definition?
1: Absolutely, so drop shipping is if you have a product that you want, and really it's drop shipping but it's also print on demand, I'll say both of them. So drop shipping is if you have a product that you wanna offer but you don't have it in your studio space, you can offer it on a website using pictures and descriptions. And then once somebody clicks on that, then there's another company you're building somewhere else that has the merchandise mm-hmm. that you're selling and they'll ship it to the customer on your behalf. So if you're a small business owner like me, that makes you feel like you have a partner when it comes to the shipping, um, which makes it, it does make it light years either or easier. But part of the problem is I won't touch those packages before my customer gets it. So I don't know if that t-shirt has a hole in it. I don't know if the mug was packed good enough so that it doesn't get broken. You know, so you do have those types of things. You have to go for trusting. But um, if you're doing print on demand, which is also the same thing, um, you can offer a product, but a company will print your shirts for you as the orders come in. So you don't have to house inventory in your home or in your studio space. Um, As soon as that order comes in, you can make that one item and ship it to that customer and still be able to to run a business. So right now my business is 50-50, so I still have merchandise. And so sometimes I'll ship stuff out to my customers if it's in my warehouse. And then if it's an item that I've connected with another company, then they'll send the stuff out.
0: Awesome, that's amazing. That's a total virtual store. um, So that's great so that people can understand that. And we're gonna come back, I got some more questions there. I wanna switch it up a little bit to the t-shirt lady because I just frequent that place. Sometimes I'm just in there for the vibe. Um, Cause I like to see all of the merchandise in there. To me, um, I know that brick and mortar is, is so much that goes into making sure that store still stands, right? And I think your location is key. It's a very diverse neighborhood, very friendly. Um, people come in there based on your logo, your logo, draws people in there because the way we see this beautiful face today that's what it looks like on every image on, on things that she packages on her business cards on the little thank you card that you get in in your in your order everything on the window and on the store. So for you, um, T, when people come into your store, it's just a totally different experience. So much so that you have to do almost appointments because it can be overwhelming
2: at times. Is that, is that true? Is that correct? Definitely. Definitely. Um, I have some people actually that, well, at one point got upset because I started doing by appointments. Okay. But then the ones that were disappointed in that will come in, and I will have six, seven people, eight people, yeah. Yeah. and they realize, okay, I see why. And I mean, we implemented the appointments, me and my son, my son and I, um, due to the fact that we want to give customers that that one on one, you know, with each person. We don't want them to feel like, oh, we just got give me your logo, we're gonna print it. Uh, okay, next, you know, we want to kind of be able to kind of give you a, a brief consultation of what you're getting because a lot of times, most of my my clients come in and it's their first time getting something printed. Mm-hmm. So I'm a part of a lot of new businesses starting. So I love that that part of of my business because I get to see them start something and you'd be amazed how many people come in and they cry like literally. This is stuff that's been happening since I started making t-shirts for years yeah. that people will cry. It could be whether I did shirts for them for someone that passed away and captured a tear that was on the picture that it is, I have amazing stories on that, but we definitely had to do by appointments because we wanted to give people that more one-on-one interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and as the other young ladies said, with drop shipping and um, print on demand, I get requests for that all the time. Mm-hmm. And the reason why people request it, and which I can't fulfill like that at the moment, which I'm actually looking into seeing how I can compete. But when you know what your quality is like, if a person already had experience with you, they know what their clients are going to get. So you have these big factors out there, not saying that they don't do good work, but they, these big factors out here, they they don't have a connection with you and your customer. Mm-hmm. So they when they print, they print, put in the bag, they got people in the warehouse, they don't monitor. Like me, I'm real tedious when it comes to my work. So I mean, one little thing, and I'm not going to print the show all over again, you know, so it, it's it's, it's something to have a, a space where people can actually come into and, and support you where you can actually, you know, they can actually speak with you. They didn't like the quality. They can come back and say, hey, you know, I wasn't really that happy with this and that. And you can say, what was the problem? You can explain to them why that print looked the way it looked because every time you print, you don't print with the same printing method,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
2: um, as well, I'm online as well. So I, I have a balance of both right now. I'm just totally online. I do have a store sitting there waiting on me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. It is very informational, T, when I come to the store, um, because it is an opportunity to learn, because we don't know shirts, we don't know the quality of the shirt, we don't know how the transformation of the print takes place, and then, you know, you show off because you got all, you're doing the shirts right there, right? And so, your son, hi, Vincent, my, my, that's my, um, That's my representative. He handles my, (laughs) I wanted to shout him out. He does a good job, but you guys are actually able to create the product right there. And so that really creates a connection with the customer because they know what the end result is going to be. And they immediately place an order for how many more shirts or whatever the product is going to be. So it's good. I think it's very powerful because you guys are ladies, women in business doing this. And this isn't a market that's typically for us, right? It's maybe more, it's more men or it's more of a bigger company that's doing it. But I think that because we are more grassroots and we kind of connect with our audience, the quality is very important, right? The way a a t-shirt sits on a female versus a male is important to us, the colors, the font, everything. We're very hands-on as to how that's gonna be. And now the times are changing. I'm in in like kind of both of those places because I don't have the brick and mortar, but I think people expect me to be like a mobile store, right? So they expect me to still have t-shirts in my car, right? And they want me to sell it from my car. And I I don't want to seem vain, but I really want them, I want my customers to reach out to me through an e-commerce platform because Mm -hmm. I typically, I don't want to carry merchandise. After a while it becomes unsafe you damage your merchandise carrying it around in the trunk of your car all the time. It's better to sit in a safe, um, quality control, temper control environment so everything is fine with the product versus having it in the trunk of your car. I don't want to necessarily always do that. So it's an educational process. And I think now that because of everything with COVID-19 and the coronavirus, we are having to do things online now, right? Down to our groceries. So hopefully this will change the way that we do business in a better way, more in a more e-commerce way. Some people I know don't want to pay shipping. So they rather want to see me and deal with it that way and knock off a few dollars with shipping than to pay the shipping. And I'm like, but you don't have a problem paying shipping with Amazon. So why would you have a problem paying a shipping with me? I'm a business too. So I think it's, you know, we're trying to educate the masses that this is the way to go, right? So Mm -hmm. I I commend you ladies both for the quality that you want to put into your product. I want to talk about vendor relationships because I know for you, T-shirt lady, you do everything there on site, but that's still vendors you have to deal with. Exactly. to get those colors and those products in. So, <clears throat> has it been a challenge for you to find the right vendor to work with throughout the years?
2: Honestly, no. So I did my homework, I did my research. I still do research and mm-hmm. I, I deal with quality um, companies. Okay. So, I mean, I haven't had any issues and I, I, I limit how many vendors I deal with. There's some that's willing to give me net 30, willing to give me lines of credit, and I still won't take it because I'm not happy with the products that I have may have received, you know, everybody doesn't understand. Sometimes a vendor may sell a blank shirt and another vendor may sell the same blank shirt, Mm -hmm. but that the other one vendor may be getting, you know, shirts that didn't make the production line, something was wrong with it. It was an error in in the stitch or whatever. I can get it for super low, Mm -hmm. but that's just not my character when it comes to my business. Mm -hmm. And just to kind of go back to what you were saying earlier about how someone, they don't want to pay shipping and they, they want it out of the trunk. I always tell people that you have to teach people how to do business with you.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Can't have people tell you how to do business. This is your business. And I, and I battled that for a long time, even with my appointments. Like, there's some people that didn't get it, some people that do. And guess what? I cater to the people that get it and understand how I'm operating my business and respect me enough to operate in, in the same way that I'm, that I'm going in. Right. So as far as shipping, they don't want to pay shipping, you're not my client. <laughs> you're not the That's customer hard. that i'm promoting to you know what i mean you're not but as far as my vendors are concerned like i said i've just been doing research research and sometimes I may drop one for a better one mm-hmm. um, but i have a solid relationship with my vendors um outside of just products but just with everything going on all my vendors are constantly getting an email letting us know if this is low on you know inventory or when they're getting things in they're keeping us updated like this warehouse is closed don't order from this or there's a delay from this warehouse because Sometimes you may have a warehouse in California that has one particular brand that the one in, you know, another state may not have. Mm-hmm. So they, they've they been real truthful and real um, upfront and informative as far as like what's available, what's not available. So it doesn't waste my time on trying to get that product. That way I can tell my client, hey, that product is not going to get in into this state. Are you willing to wait? Okay. So I'm um, I, I would say I had to give an A plus to my vendors, yes.
0: And and that's a good thing. Have you felt any impacts yet, T on um yeah. on COVID-19? Like yeah. warehouses slowing down, slowing down, closing out, and that type of stuff?
2: Yeah, it, it kind of frightened me at one point because one of my vendors was like we can't be open at all. But Ooh. then like three days later, they were open because it was considered essential
0: mm-hmm. business
2: because they offer other products. Okay. Um, so I'm being affected not by necessarily the vendors themselves, but just clients because my website is alive and I do get a, a good portion of sales through my, in, through my website, but people are so used to hands-on. Like you would be surprised if I show you that my inbox of people, can I just come in? Like, can we, can I come? Like, do you understand what's going on right now? Like <laughs> I just, you know, and then, you know, with this new law, like if you're not essential, they catch you opening your business and operating. They have a hotline now where you can, call on someone and tell them, Hey, they, you know, putting other people's lives at risk. So, you know, to be honest, me and my son, I don't know if you can see behind me, but me and my son, the last couple of days been bringing, I sent you equipment Mm -hmm. to my home. I'm just fortunate that I have a large home where I can actually operate out of. So I'm just, like I said, concentrating on the people that that understand what's going on and they don't mind waiting a few days, you know, to get their packages in the mail. Mm -hmm. So yeah.
0: It's, it's, it's the Tasha. I see you shaking your head over there. Yes, it's 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 something real, isn't it? It really is. Um, but this is with all that's
1: happening, it's helping people to reconsider what's possible and to be more open to alternative ways of doing business and living life. Um, I also think that people are seeing now more than ever how important small businesses are to their life yes. um, and their become they're they're appreciating them more they want to make sure that their favorite t-shirt lady store stays open they want to make sure that their favorite music store or you know place to get a smoothie or whatever like they're concerned genuinely about those places and so they're willing to just like she said they're willing to wait a few extra days that's okay make sure you're safe when you drop packages off to the post office like people are I think just this has caused a lot of people to pause. And really reconsider what things, what elements make their life the way it is, and they're starting to appreciate it more because they can't interact with it the way they used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but people still want to spend money. um they still want to support, they still want to try to have some level of normalcy. So even to be able to take your business and find a way to serve your customers virtually during this time because that's all we have. Mm-hmm. Um, that means it makes a big difference because people will grab onto that this is the closest thing I got to something normal. I'm going to take it. Yeah, and they'll they'll continue to support you So, um, I think like this is unfortunate that things have happened the way that they have Um, and I'm just I'm overly optimistic about everything. So finding a silver lining in this is helping also for me to keep my sanity Mm-hmm.
0: Um, this can make you go crazy real fast yes, I know I know the, those earrings you're wearing uh, Tasha those are pretty oh. did you make those are you home making more earrings as we're in this time this I have made more jewelry? absolutely I've been
1: making more jewelry now than I probably have in the past year mm-hmm. um, and at first when everything started happening I felt bad for offering earrings. And because they're not, you know, they're not, it's not like you could just grab them, like, oh, 12 bucks and that's it. Like, it's, you're spending a little bit of money. It's great quality, but they're like $25 earrings or $30 earrings. And I felt like this isn't essential. Like, right now, people are focused on buying the necessities, the bare necessities to survive. Mm-hmm. Who am I to offer jewelry or to make some artwork, you know, like, Why am I offering this? And what I realized is that people aren't paying, they're not buying this, they're not just getting this. It's when I put these earrings on, how do they make me feel? Mm -hmm. I feel comfortable, I feel confident, I feel sexy, I feel whatever, Mm -hmm. and those feelings help them to continue to live their life and have the boldness that they need to do whatever is they that they do, whether it's speaking live, people are going live. You need earrings to look cute when you're <laughs> going live, you know what I mean? Um, but the same thing with artwork, when you know, when people are getting merch and even with t-shirts, like those things have an emotional attachment with people. Yeah. And people want that and they need that. If you're helping people to, you know, to keep their hope alive or to strengthen their faith in whatever you know they have faith in. Um, If you're helping them to keep their anxiety down or not to worry so much or comic relief and just helping them to laugh, like we need all of that because if we don't, we would need more therapists than this world
0: could even provide. Yeah. I'm glad you you mentioned that because initially I struggled, you know, the first week or two when we had to really be home. I was like, nobody's checking for t-shirts. Nobody's really gonna watch the show, like there's other things that were important. And then I thought about it and I was like, you you still kind of have to do what you normally do. And I think it's all about the delivery, right? We still Mm -hmm. have to show empathy and we have to acknowledge what's going on. And I don't think we just can't beat people over the head with our products, right, we continue to just lay it out there and sell it and promote it as we typically do and people will gravitate to it and do what they need to do because we're gonna mark this time different ways, whether it's through jewelry, whether it's through t-shirts, whether it's through hats, towels, whatever, we're gonna try to commemorate these days, like what's going on. So, and it's good for people to know that our business is still here, that we're still here. So if you can support it, if you wanna still connect with us, We're still here. So I think that's important to do. I want to talk about social media. Um, The t-shirt lady, let me tell you about that one, uh, Tasha LeRae. Uh She went over there on Instagram be doing some stuff because she actually shows when she's making shirts. She's done a couple of mine. Thank you so much, t-shirt lady, for doing that. And some other name brands and some other people that we know, local artists, just some clever sayings. And it draws people in. And I think that social media, you really got that thing
2: going on T-shirt lady. Hi, what do you say about that? I mean, come on. We see everything. You know, I, I do what I can. I do what mm-hmm. I can. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, honestly, I think I use social media, like a lot of people try to have a separate page, which I have a personal page, which I'm not on that often. Right. Um, But mainly my business page, I still promote myself mm-hmm. as a person, because I know we're in a time where it's not, like Tasha said, it's not, about you know um, purchasing a product on purchase. Sometimes it's just they purchasing from me, right? So it's not even the product itself. It's the fact that they want to buy it from right. me. So I tell people all the time. Sometimes it's not even the product itself. It's you. So a lot of people ask, you know, why you mix your personal, like you show you and your son, you show selfies, and I said because they're they're purchasing from me. So yeah. I, I think I use social media more. I use it for business a lot, but I always try to be transparent and who I am,
0: mm-hmm. because I think
2: people relate and people purchase from me because of who I am. Just for an example, just the other day, one of my clients that's, that lives here, but she frequent, you know, in California a lot because her family's there, recommended someone all way in California that could have bought a shirt from someone else. And she was like, no, you gotta go to T-shirt lady. The young lady asked what she wanted. She went online, I made it available and she bought T-shirts for her family. And it was like, wow, like just, because that young lady's been in my shop, she knows me. She mm-hmm. was able to touch and grab and actually see me as a person, and I think that was more reason why she referred me. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was like, oh, I had the best t-shirts in the world. I just think that she she can relate, you know, to me as a person, and I, I do believe that I, you know, I use social media. And at one point, I was trying not to use it as much because I felt like I'm pushing it, I'm pushing it, I'm pushing yeah. it. But I'm like, who else is going to push it? Right. You know, so I, I I do what I feel like I'm doing. I, sometimes I don't post. Sometimes I do. But I I try to post something every day. Mm-hmm. And you know it's amazing. You know when I post certain things, that I would get if I stop posting those certain things, I'll get people inboxing me. Yeah. Ask me when are you gonna do do another video. When are you gonna post this? When you I I didn't see one of those today. So I know that you'd be surprised, even if it's a motivational quote, even if it's a T-shirt, or even as a selfie of myself. You know telling somebody, hey, smile today, it means something. So it's not always about the product. It's about the person behind the product. Yes, I I, I recommend anyone that's using social social media. I understand we're in a time where people feel like, I got to be corporate and I got to be professional. But I just feel like if you let people in just a a little bit and just enough that, you know, you'll see a different result in your business. Absolutely.
1: Mm -hmm. Tasha, you agree? I do. I agree 100%. Um, People love doing business with people that they like, that they identify with, um, and she hit the nail on the head, like that's it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think for you, Tasha, people connect with you because of your voice, you know, Mm -hmm. as an artist, you know, when you sing and you perform, you just really light up, and so there's, people want to connect with you Mm -hmm. afterwards, so I think it's excellent um, that you have product available right after your shows and people can go and get them and whether it's the earrings like you said because we you know as ladies we want to look and feel a certain way or if it's the t-shirts because we feel we might be angry and that's a very good message you know to to smash out racism and so I think it's really good you know I'm learning to get a little bit more comfortable because I too t-shirt lady I was Kind of like, you know, this is a corporate thing. You know, it's the business. You know, what I do, personally, that's my business. Nobody needs to know what I'm doing, but it's a connection. They want to know that I am a mom and I have a relationship with my son and we do things together and, you know, motivational things or I'm supporting other people or whatever that is because every little bit helps, right? And it just helps infuses the brand in what you're doing. So, yeah, there's you as the woman, the individual or the person, and then there's your brand. And whether we like it or not, sometimes people still connect to what you do as a person, that bleeds into your brand. And so it just just makes sense. It just makes sense. Do we think that the climate is still very sensitive? Should we change our messaging do we have to show more empathy? Do we still show product? Like what do we, how do we manage our merchandise? How do we handle this stuff now with, with these times being so sensitive and we don't know what the end time is gonna be that we have to be sheltered in place. What, what do you think Tasha? How long, what do you think we need to do? How do we need to move this merchandise? You know, first of all, I feel like
1: that you shouldn't change your message unless you were already in the process to change your message. Mm-hmm. So whatever it is now, you can't adapt it because times are changing and we do need to be reflective of what's happening now. So being sensitive to that, absolutely. But you know, something as simple as like um, like with t-shirts. I, I put up a post the other day. I was like, are you tired? Of, are you tired of doing laundry? Do you need just like two more shirts? If you just had two more shirts to buy you a little bit more time before you had to wash all your clothes. You know, things like that. People can relate to that, you know? So um, so just if you switch your messaging up, something like that. You know, I'm telling you, look, as I have laundry everywhere, right? Um, it's all clean, but I do not want to put it away. <laughs> but, you know, just continuing to show up in your space, whatever that means, and being who you are, that does more for our customers and our fans than we could ever know. Mm-hmm. um they and whatever strength they get from us sometimes they won't even tell us we might not ever know some of those things but like you know for the t-shirt lady to post a selfie and she's smiling mm-hmm. somebody somebody somewhere needed that smile mm-hmm. you know and don't know exactly what people are going through at the time and people are losing so many family members left and right mm-hmm. it's not even like it's it's uncanny people pass every day that's a normal thing but this is accelerated and it is scary um because we can't control all of that stuff out there we control what we have control over and like if we want to have a positive outlook if we want to make sure we manage our emotions and expectations to protect us then that's what we can do we could do that um but if we choose to panic and be worried and you know scared to live our life that has a different effect on us, but that's also our choice and we're free to make that choice. But I just, I choose to be as optimistic as possible. Like this thing happened and my income got cut 75%. I said a hundred percent at first, but I was like, no, cause I still have the jewelry, still got the t-shirts and people were still purchasing, but it wiped everything. I was like, my apartment's not cheap. My car's not cheap. Yes. And how are we going to do it? You know, it was, it was scary, but it's like, no, I'm going to keep showing up. I'm alive right now in this time for a reason. And I'm going to continue with the message that I have to share. And we'll adapt it when we need to. If I feel scared, I'm going to allow myself to feel scared. But I just can't keep in that space for a long time. Right. You know what I mean? So
0: I hope I answered your question. No, oh, you did. That was good. That was good. T-shirt lady, you're smiling over there. You feel? I, I guess you feel the same way, same sentiments.
2: Well, I mean, since I, I do custom shirts, people expect me to change with the climate. Right. you know so anything that happens in the news anything that's that's big people expect me to have shirts for it you know a, a lot of times i'm like i don't like to profit off of people's death like making shirts people that passed away yeah. you know for certain instances people reach out to me say, like, hey did you make a shirt for this did you make a shirt for that so you know i got the courage in the last few days to, to come up with a few designs ah. you know with, with some humor attached to what, what's going on so okay. i mean i do agree that you know sometimes it's sensitive in, in a sense but I, I think what what I do, and I have to separate me personally from the business because I'm a, I'm a t-shirt lady. People expect me to make custom t-shirts. People expect me to put things that's funny. People expect me to put things on a, on a shirt that's controversial, you know, but some things I don't do, some things I'm not willing to do, some things I will do. Um, so I just, ex- I think people expect that of me. So to a certain degree, I do expect that of myself as well. Um, so I just feel like as far as a comment, as far as, changing with it i'm still promoting my business like i have i always promoted online i always had a website i have had a website for the last 15 years so it's always been a thing for me to be online to be online to push that so a lot of my customers already know that hey she has a website some of them don't know you know so i just i go with the times and i go with the flow and i'm just here and i'm just like tasha i'm like i'm optimistic i I don't know how many Mm -hmm. folks i put up with being optimistic about everything i just feel like It's out of my control, what's outside of my control. And Mm -hmm. I think once people stop trying to control what's out of their control and control what they can control, that they'll see a different, you know, result. Absolutely. Yes.
1: Yeah. I think this said that she left the
0: meeting. I'm back. Oh, Oh, yay. Yeah, I think I lost the connection there for a minute, but I think we're back. I don't know. Um, You guys can see me, hear me? Okay. Do I have Jack? I don't know if I have the I'm here. The fees got switched up again. Okay. We're okay. They're still going. They still hear you guys. Just don't look okay. the same. Let's have a good show. All right. So we'll continue. Technology at its finest, right? So that's, right. What, Love it. that's what's going on, right? So we can't get it any more lively than that. So thanks ladies, we're still hanging out there. But yeah, it's just a real critical time everything that's going on um we are so dependent upon the internet and just our way the way that we move each day is just crazy um it's just crazy the way that we're dependent on our internet i wanted to ask a t-shirt lady you do t-shirts but you do everything else like you're wearing a button i see the the picture of you and Vince on your on your jacket over there, shirt. and your T-shirt, and then it's on your glass, on your storefront, and you do everything. Is are, is there anything else you want to do that you haven't done yet?
2: Retire. <laughs> <laughs> Answer. I think you lost me for a second and said that the, uh, somebody stopped my video, but yeah, retire. retire. <laughs> I, That's well, what I think do. right now I got my hands on enough, you know, I'm trying to actually cut down on some of the things that I offer because it, it can be overwhelming. Um, some products, I don't even touch myself. Mm. Um, you know, depends on, it on what it is. You know, if I have 10,000 pieces, I'm not printing them, but I have people in place that can print with the same quality that I expect to give my customers. So, I mean, no, not right now. I don't want to dabble in any extra products right now because, it's, like I said, it's a little overwhelming and I'm kind of sh- cutting back, actually, on my website. I'm adding products and deleting products because I just don't want to be all over the place. Right and Now is actually a time for me to strengthen my business because I'm realizing which vendors I can depend on, mm. um, which vendors are taking this in a positive way that I'm that how I'm trying to take it, and I know who I want on my team when I come out of this. So some vendors, they're not you know, probably a vendor that I may deal with in the future because I may not want to actually have their products any longer. So I don't want to add anything else at the moment, but when I do, you definitely will see it on my social media. Oh, I know
0: that's right. I can't wait. I can't wait. I want to ask you t-shirt lady because you're, you're so seasoned in, in as being a businesswoman. You've been in Atlanta doing it now for 17 years. You have a strong affiliation with your alumni with Georgia State, right? You went to Georgia State? Yes, I did, yes. So you have a they come, I've seen I've seen it with my own eyeballs while I was at the store where they would come, students or alumni. It's like they know to buy their merchandise from you. So that's a that's a wonderful thing. I want you to share with us, if at all, what, what could we do to strengthen our merchandise as you've done over the years? Is there any tips or suggestions
2: you could share with us? Hmm, strengthen your merchandise. That's a that's really, broad.
1: Hmm.
2: really broad question. I could probably talk for a long time. It really depends on the person's situation. You know, uh-huh. I always tell people, I do consultations and I always ask people like, what, what, what's the issue? That mm. you're having, you know. Then once once they tell me what the issue is, and I can kind of help them. But it's real broad to say what you can do to strengthen your merchandise. I mean, the number one thing is to find someone reliable. Okay. Number one, you know, someone reliable, someone that looks at your product as if it was theirs. Mm. Um, when any t-shirt leaves, out, and I'm not perfect. I'm sure I had a sh- shirt here and there that somebody probably wasn't happy with. Right. But overall, I, I treat each product and each person, whether they get getting one shirt or they're getting a thousand shirts, as if it was mine. Is what I want my customer to wear this product. So number one, I mean, without going into all four mm-hmm. features, I don't know the information of the person right. that's asking this question. Right. But it's to get a reliable and dependable um, printer that has integrity because your brand is going to go as far as their brand is going. Mm hmm
0: yes And, and I, I would second that too. I think that's great advice. And I think the other element is is knowing our audience. I think oftentimes we come to you and we want you to create magic for us and you'll ask us, well <laughs> who, who, who is this for? Like is it for young people, older people, black, white, male, female? like is it like who are you trying to sell this product to? who are you trying to reach? I think knowing your target audience is always important. Um, and would you agree that over it's okay to change? I think sometimes, and I'm going to speak from personal experience, when I first got into it, I might have felt like I couldn't make changes, but you have to change with the times, right? As things change, your, your vision may change for your business, right? So is that people,
2: okay? To- if, and people like change. Like if mm-hmm. you do your research on big, large corporations, McDonald's logo hasn't an- always been the same. It right. looked the same, but if you do your research, you'll realize that even they change their logos. Right. Um, one thing that I, I do notice, since you're mentioning certain things, and I can kind of talk up, upon it, is that I get a lot of customers that come in and they have like 10 designs and they want to print all 10 of them. Right. And I'm like, no, I can take your money. I can print all 10 designs for you, but that's just, it doesn't sit well with me knowing that I can give somebody advice that I've made mistakes on right um, so i always tell people if you have a few designs maybe print one or two
1: mm-hmm. don't
2: put so much in front of your audience that they don't know what to choose from
0: mm-hmm. when
2: you're giving and then you got to give them something to look forward to
0: mm-hmm. so
2: you know you have 10 design maybe print two maybe print three see how that moves see what people are gravitating to the most mm-hmm. you know um like um tasha has you know racism sucks like her shirt can just be itself she don't she doesn't have to make another t-shirt ever again really she can Concentrate on that because she has a niche market that she's catering to. Right. If someone that has designs all over the place as just a brand for them mm-hmm. may mean something else to someone else. So you have to kind of choose and pick and be wise about your choices on what you want to release. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that change um, is good. I believe in changing up your logo is good, you know, not to the point where it's like the people don't recognize your brand anymore, but they know, oh, that's you. You know, mm-hmm. like I, like I tell my son all the time, I'm like, our face is our face. Mm-hmm. Nobody can take that from us. I said, I, but I guarantee you, I can take, even though I advertised the t-shirt lady and son or the t-shirt lady before it became t-shirt lady and son with the wording underneath it, if I remove the wording, people will still know who we were.
0: Exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. So, you know, I always tell people to push your brand into a point where when people see that shirt, they know that it relates to her mm-hmm. and they know, oh, that's her brand without even having a, a brand or a label on it.
0: Yeah. That's iconic. That's iconic. Very good. That's good. Tasha, what about you? What, what advice would you give people trying to come into merchandising and having a product? What would you say to them, Tasha?
1: Um, uh, all the advice that's already been given, I agree with 100%. Um, to speak a little bit about the not too many choices in front of your audience, if you give somebody too many things to pick from, they're not going to pick anything. Because all of a sudden it's gonna become overwhelming. So even if you just have one design and maybe it was available in two colors, mm-hmm. all they have to pick is what color they want and what size. Um and to keep those those thoughts or those choices at a minimum really makes it easy for people to make a decision. Um, understanding your audience is a huge thing because it's you know, for people if they ever wanna get into drop shipping or if they wanna, you know, purchase a lot of merchandise. If you say I wanna do shirts, mugs, hats baby clothes, toddler teeth, and you do all of this, but your core audience is, you know, teenagers, then that's going to be a problem. You don't need half that stuff you just said. Or if your demographic is, you know, women 40 and over, but you have these crop tops and ain't none of them dry fit, we're going to have some issues, you know what I mean? So like really understanding who you're targeting. It's yeah. important, and the thing is, is for some people they're just like, I just had this idea, I just want to go for it. It's okay to do that. A lot of us started that way, but at some point you have to sit down and face those questions and ask them. You can't be exempt from figuring out who your target customer is. You can't be exempt from knowing why you're offering, what you're offering, what product or what problem does your product serve? You know what what is what is your product uh, answer to? Um, if you don't, if you can't answer those questions, you're not going to be a business for long. And it will also give you a false sense of failure because you might have a really, really dope idea, but if you don't take the time to do that piece of your homework, um, that can
0: stunt the growth of your business. Mm, awesome. I'm going to ask this question. Have you ladies ever thought about quitting? And if so, why didn't you? So Tasha, let me start with you. You thought about giving Ooh, this stuff, this dad, I quit <laughs> this stuff so much. <laughs> I quit. I quit, I quit. But
1: um, no, I kept, I kept going back to my reason why I started in the first place, mm-hmm. and that helped to be like, okay, what's the real issue that I need to deal with, and how can I fix this? And, you know, facing those problems, it does help your business to become stronger. It makes your foundation stronger, um, but sometimes I was just like, you know, I just take all these shirts, just dump them in the garbage, and, you know, but it's, it, it can be nerve wracking but the reason why I do this, the people that I serve and the problem that I get to present a solution for are more important to me than the inconveniences of whatever issues that would make me want to quit. Awesome.
0: T-shirt lady, how about you? Have you often thought, I'm closing these doors, man. This is crazy. I ain't dealing with this rent. I'm not, okay. doing it. no. But why did you say I'm going to keep going?
2: I mean, honestly, I love what I do. And of, yeah, do. I, of course, like every other <laughs> month, every month, actually, I would say I'm like ready to give up or quit. And sometimes it's not even because of which, what I'm doing that it's overwhelming. Sometimes it's some of the people that you deal with mm-hmm. that kind of make you want to just say, let me stop doing this because I'm not being appreciated. But then I think about the people that do appreciate me. I think about the people that are watching me. I think about the people that send me emails, send me phone calls saying, hey, I'm proud of you. I'm watching you. You didn't give up. It made me stay, you know, doing what I'm doing. So I've realized that my business is not just a product. And like I said, go back to what I was saying, it's it's me and what I'm delivering. And sometimes it's just, it could be inspiration. It mm-hmm. could be motivation. So a lot of times, and you know, I have my son watching me. He's not gonna let me give up. He, he's been around, he's 21. He's been three, four years old when I started this business, you know? So there's times when I wanted to quit when he was nine, 10 years old, he's like, you can't quit you tell me we can't be quitters. And I'm like, wow, I did tell you that, didn't I? So it came back to bite me. But I think a lot of times when I do get overwhelmed, like I said, it's not the business itself because I love what I do. I just think that it's a little harder for me as a business owner and being so attached and so involved in my business that I don't take breaks. I don't take vacation as often as I would compared to someone that may have a nine to five that you're giving paid vacation. When I take vacation, all income stops for me. Right. So I had to be strategic when, you know, I say, well, I'm going on a break. I'm closing my doors. Um, for instance, like this, where I'm forced to close my doors, but still can't take a vacation. Right. My wishing right now I could take a vacation. It'd be prime time. This'd be opportunity. This would be the perfect opportunity for me to to take a vacation. But, um, of course I I feel like I say, I want to quit sometimes. I feel like I want to quit sometimes, but I know inside of me that I would never quit. Mm -hmm. Like this is something that I love to do. This is something that I've done. Out of my house, this is something I've done in a garage. it's something I've done out of a storage unit. so it's I know that the passion for me is there um to be who I am and I, I just love what I do. I'm always finding something new to do, something you know um exciting about my business, something It's just something that I love to do so i I, I would never really quit mm-hmm. and I want to make sure that I'm an inspiration to other people. But if I ever feel like I really wanted to stop doing this for a living, I'm not gonna let how everyone else feels you know determine if I feel like this is a healthy choice for me, you know, mentally and physically. But right now I'm just like, hey, you're gonna have your days like you have with any, a nine to five, you you get tired of that too, you know, you wanna quit. So we all wanna quit something at one point, it's just a matter of whether or not we do.
0: Yeah. Are you thinking of having some apprentices under you, t-shirt lady? Cause you know, that, that shirt, I mean, that store is gonna transcend like, That's going to be here forever. So could you ever thought about having
2: some young apprentices work? I have, I have, I have, I haven't, I had, I won't say I haven't had good experiences with all, but it's hard, you know, to have certain people under you because sometimes people come in and to be honest, I'm real stern and I'm serious about my business. So a lot of times when interns come in or apprentices come in, a lot of times they think they're gonna go straight to the machine. Mm -hmm. I have to teach you, you're not here just to learn the machines, you're here to learn business. Right. means go grab that broom over there and let's get to sweeping because I still sweep. You know, a lot of times people don't understand. Sometimes people come in and I think sometimes it depends on who they interned with before. If they ever been an intern, but I think we have to teach people, especially the youth and younger people, people that's trying to learn from us, mm-hmm. that it's more to business than the fun part that you see. Right. You know, so if you have an apprentice, you have an a intern that come in and help you with cameras or whatever she's doing for you, she also has to know, hey, I sweep too. You know, I make sure the desk, you know, the tables around me are dust free and just know operating business because once you go. I'm assuming these interns want to go and start a similar business. Mm-hmm. you know. So don't spoil them in a sense where they're just doing just the fun stuff and when they start their own business, they have no idea how to even cope with the real daily, day-to-day functions of a business. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I think about it, I have had some, it's just a matter of finding ones that really get and understand that when you come and you work under me, I'm teaching you business, not just my craft.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's important. Tasha, for yeah. you, I know it's, a, it's an opportunity because there are several people in the artist or creative space that don't know how to handle merchandise. They don't know how to really get it off the ground. You know, they may second guess themselves. They don't have a vendor how to really produce it. So are you interested in to sharing and talking with other people and how to get their stuff going? Absolutely.
1: Um, I do some, co- oh, excuse me, some coaching calls um, with a few people. Um, I recently had a couple people reach out to me when all this stuff started happening with COVID-19, which was really awesome. Um, I got to spend, I was on the phone for about an hour and a half. And when I got off, I was like, I just got paid some good money to talk about stuff I talk about all the time. <laughs> like I love talking about it. But in being able to help somebody take in something that's an idea for them and to help them bring life to that, that does something for me anyway, um, but it's it's definitely important to do. I think um, to like what T-shirt lady was saying. Some people want to go right into yeah. the, just go straight to the machines, straight to the design stuff, and you have to take care of all the other things too. Mm-hmm. Because if I go if I go to the T-shirt lady and I buy you know forty eight shirts from her and I have them in my house, but I haven't thought about how I'm going to reach my customer, market or promote these things. Then I'm going to be like, I just spent a whole bunch of money. And I'm, I'm staring at my money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like having that plan. And then if I sell my shirt, okay, i make a good $30 real quick. All right. Now what do I do with $30? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if I just take that one, that $30, like, how many more shirts can I get with this? And spend all of it on inventory. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a bunch of inventory with a business that has a negative cash flow. Right. So understanding how finances play a huge part in how you manage those finances with your business it's it's i mean it's it's literally the lifeline of the business so giving yourself time to learn all of these things so that you can have a healthy business and a thriving business is super important
0: even if you're doing drop shipping. Yeah, it's very important. And, and oftentimes, we just don't think about that. We think about mm-hmm. the idea. We run with it. We don't think about capital and starting it up or just really how to really get it off the ground. We don't emerge ourselves with other people that know the business. We just want to kind of, and then we get disappointed and disenfranchised when our merchandise is not moving. And so these wow. are the points. Um, when this COVID-19 gets out of the way, Uh, We're going to have some seminars and workshops really with with women, of course, younger women, teaching them business because they don't know Um, everything is a quick hit and fix with IG and everybody can't be an IG model. Right. right. Yeah. So there has to be an opportunity. Like, if you got a craft or a merchant, some merchandise or product. Like, how do we get this product off the ground? So I definitely am going to be close to you, ladies, to ask you to come back and talk to the young ones on how they can do it. So I want to ask as we wrap up. So T- Latasha, Tasha Lorette what do you got going on? What's going on? How can people find you? Find your merchandise, etc. Yeah, so I'm just continuing to
1: create um, jewelry and t-shirts and art and singing, all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to find me, the best way to find me, uh, if you go to Instagram, my mm-hmm. Instagram is at Miss um, Tasha LaRae, M-S-T-A-S-H-A-L-A-R-A-E. Um, that's the best place. I'm there mostly. Um, but if you're interested in checking out the jewelry or art I create, you can go to made by Tasha etsy.com um and i'm just i'm there um keep on creating writing music um doing more shows
2: yeah (laughs) awesome awesome
0: (laughs) t-shirt lady how can they find you oh talented
2: one well i'm gonna give my instagram as well as my website they can reach me at um on my instagram at the t-shirt lady that's t-h-e-t-s-h I R T L a D Y. And if they want to follow me, my son and I's page, they can just add and son to that. Mm-hmm. And as well as my website, um, the t shirt mm-hmm.
0: You know, when you hot when uh, people can do a Google search for t-shirts and your name pops up. You know what friend. I'm talking about. You you know what I'm saying, Tasha. Like T-shirts, oh, yeah. the queen. T-shirts she is the queen. No. And then her name comes up, then you know you're hitting on something here in Atlanta. So you know, yeah. congratulations to both of you ladies. I'm so thankful you were able to spend some time with us today and talk to, talk about how to handle your merchandise. It was very informative. It helped me in some areas, and I know it helped the listeners. Thank you so much, ladies, for your time. For those Thanks. that are watching, you guys know where to reach me. I'm Real Chicks Rock. I am everywhere. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. And we have a website, realchicksrock.com. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel so you don't miss one of these episodes. Um, we are everywhere. iHeartRadio, Spotify. Sliding into Pandora, iTunes, we're doing it. We've got syndication popping left and right. So we thank you everybody for your time to listen to us. We want you guys to continue to be well. Thanks to my guests. Thank you ladies for joining us. Thank you. Thank you guys, having take, take care of yourself, be well, and continue to rock on. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you have a product or service you'd like to have promoted during the show, please contact us at info at and we'll send you the details. We're reaching the masses and we would love for you to join us on the ride. Until next time, take care and continue to rock on.